the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the Word? Praise Him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you will never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast of the praying as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Saints of God, God our Father desires to have an intimate relationship with those of us who are His children. But unfortunately, although that's what God our Father wants and desires to have with me and you, most saints don't have the same desire as He has for me and you. Although the opportunity exists, most Christians seem to resist the opportunity to have and enjoy the intimate relationship with God that He wants to have with us. Brothers and sisters, there are pathways that we can and should take to increase our intimacy with God. If we don't know what they are, then we should learn what they are and take them. We need to know what they are and take them so that we can have and enjoy the increased intimacy with God that He desires to have with you and me. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I've got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. See, God's intention is for us as his children is for us to never sin. God's intention for us as his children is for us to never sin. That's God's will for our lives. God's will for our lives is that we don't sin. God's will for our lives is, is that we don't sin. That's God's will for our lives. It always was, always is, and always will be his will for our lives. That's why when he made man, he made him sinless initially. And then told him exactly what to do. Do not partake of the fruit that's on that tree. Because that's when you're going to have the uh, the knowledge of good and evil. But prior to that, all you're going to have is the knowledge of good. Because all you're going to experience is good. Because God is good. And everything that is about God is good. But if you slip up and do what he don't say do, that's when evil comes into the midst of your life. And none of us want evil. Everybody say, ooh. We don't want no evil up in the middle of our lives, bless God. So what we ought to do is find out what God said do and just do what God said do and everything's going to work out well for me and you. It's real simple. People try to make it complicated, but it's not complicated. Just do what God said do and everything will work out well for us. Yes, it will. So God's will is for us not to sin. Therefore, God equipped us to be able to do that. God don't never tell you to do something that you can't do. God don't never tell you to do something that you can't do. God ain't going to never invite you to do something or require you to do something that he's not going to give everything necessary for you to accomplish what he told you to do. If God say go take that mountain, he's going to give you every weapon necessary to be able to take that mountain and make it happen for you. If God told you to go get that education, he's going to give you the smarts to be able to handle the education that he got ahead for you. God's going to give you the finances to pay for it. God's going to give you the ability to be able to handle it. God's going to give you everything necessary to be able to do what it is he said to do. 
Because wherever God guides, God provides. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Well, if God is saying I don't want you to sin, then that means he's going to give me what's necessary so I don't sin. He's going to be able to help me to be able to not sin. Because otherwise, why would you expect me to do something that you already know I can't do? Since you know everything. Because you know he know everything, right? So therefore, he must know something that we don't know. That's why there's something he wants to show. That's why there's something he wants to show. Woo, I like this stuff. Y'all don't even have to like this stuff. Go to Jeremiah chapter 31. Jeremiah chapter 31. See, God's plan is always for there to be a people who don't sin against him. God's intention has always been to get his word in our hearts so that we can be his people for real. And he could be our God for real. I mean, on the for real tip. Is anybody hearing me up in here? On the show enough, show enough. That's what he wants. He wants us to be his God. He wants us to be his people for real. Not some people that he has to check our card or look in the Lamb's book of life to see if we really are his people. Is anybody hearing me up in here? But he can just be able to look at our life and say, yep, that's one of mine right there. That's one of mine right there. I see how they walking this thing out, living this thing out. Jeremiah chapter 31. But he already knew that we was a people that didn't have a heart to do that. So he said, okay, I got a solution for that. Jeremiah chapter 31. He began to prophesy about it here. Verse 31. It says, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break. Although I was a husband unto them, saith the Lord. But this shall be a covenant, the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inner parts. I'm going to put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts. And look what follows writing it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. Notice that after the law is written in your hearts, that's when he says, and be their God and they shall be my people and be their God and they shall be my people and they shall teach no more every man, his neighbor and every man, his brother saying, know the Lord for they shall all know me from the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. That's what he said he was going to do. This was a prophecy of what it is he was going to do for me and you. He said, in those days, this is what's going to happen. Can I help you up in here? These are those days. Praise God. We're already living in those days because those days that he stated what he's going to do is already now happening in this world. It's already happening for me and you. But remember, this is Jeremiah looking forward to the cross of what's going to happen. That's not the vantage point that we're standing in. Even though we're reading his prophecy of, of when he was looking forward to the cross, that's not the vantage point we're looking in. We're sitting on this side of the cross. And because we're on this side of the cross, we're looking back at it this way. Is anybody hearing me? Since we're, we're on this side of the cross, we're looking back at it this way. So in order for you to be able to get the revelation for you of what it is that you need to do, you got to look at it backwards. Because he's looking to the cross, stating it in that order. We got to come back from the cross and look at it in the reverse order. Verse 34. Because, see, he says, I will forgive their iniquities and I will remember their sins no more. That has already happened for me and you. We've already been forgiven. 
Jesus Christ was on the cross and he said, he he called us forgiven right there. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. We've been judged on the cross. We've already been forgiven. He's already remembering our sins no more. The sins that we've done before, the the sin that we're going to do in the future, that's already been handled by the Lord. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And and, And he's being known by us. He's being known of us amongst the greatest to the smallest. He's being known of us to the greatest and smaller. That's why we out teaching people about the word of God. That's why we out helping people to get born again. So that if everybody from the guttermost to the uttermost can find out that God has already forgiven you. That God has already taken care of the sin issue for you. God's already dealt with me and you about that and handled that for that through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ already paid the price for me and you. Hallelujah. But now we got to keep backing up and continue to know the Lord. Because God said, I need you to know me. Because see, we, we didn't know God before then. At least I didn't. Let me speak for myself. I didn't know God. Y'all probably knew God. Y'all probably knew God when you opened your eyes up. I didn't, I didn't know God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Not the big G God. I knew the little G God. Knew him very well. Praise God. Hallelujah. But now we're learning God. Now we're learning to, who is this God that we loved? Who is this one that saved us? Who is this one that came through for me and you? Since you want to spend eternity with me, I mean, we might as well spend a little time finding out who the heck you are. That's one of the reasons why he's inviting us. Draw close to me. Why? So you can learn to know me. Know who I am. Know what I'm about. Come on, spend some time with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then keep backing up. And, and Why? Because you are my people and I am your God. And I want to write my, 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 my laws in your hearts and in your inner parts. See, we've already experienced the forgiveness part. Now we're working on the know the Lord part so that his laws and his commandments can be written in our hearts. Because once his laws and his commandments are written in our hearts, we won't sin against him. We won't slip. Because see, think about it. Let me do it this way. God has stood us up who had fallen. Stood us back up again. Why? So that we can walk out, walk out the life he has in store for us. But if we keep slipping and falling, then we'll never make it to the life he has in store for us. So what he wants to do is equip us to not slip and fall. What he wants to do is he teach us how to be able to walk like we're all supposed to walk and do this thing like we're supposed to do so we can make it to the destination he has in store for me and you. God ain't just here to just keep propping you back up. He's going to prop you back up until you learn to walk. Does that make sense? And so now it's time for us to learn to walk, learn to walk this life out, learn to live this life out because we got a destination to get to. See, when you're a little baby, you're supposed to slip and fall and stuff like that because you're just getting your legs up under you. Praise God. You're just getting your balance together. Praise God. But what we do is learn to desire the sincere milk of the word that we can grow thereby. But we're supposed to be maturing, getting stronger and stronger each and every day based upon what God has to say. That the more word that gets in us, it allows us to get stronger and stronger so that we can then begin to start living out the life that we're supposed to live out. Well, God said, baby, I want to get my word in you now. I want to get my word in your heart. Because if I can get my laws in your heart and that thing don't part and it become a part of you, then from that point forward, you'll be strong enough to live out this life like I desired you to do. God didn't deliver you to sin from sin to sin. God didn't deliver you from sin to sin. God delivered you from sin to live righteously. God didn't deliver you from sin to sin. God delivered you from sin to live righteously. Equitable to the character and the act of God. 
equitable to the character and act of God. That's what it's talking about when it's righteous. It's talking about equitable to the character or act of God. God's character is holiness. God's character is sinlessness. So we're supposed to live equitable to that character, which means, Father, thank you for standing me back up and helping me do what I couldn't do. Now it's time to help me do what it is you want me to do. And that's to be able to live a life equitable to your character. You're a good God, so I'm going to live good. You're a holy God, so I'm going to live holy too. Thank you very much for that delayed amen. Praise God. And equitable to the act that he did for me and you. What did he do? And when allowed himself to be nailed on the cross so it don't have to be me and you. Because that was supposed to be me and you not nailed up on that cross. But he said, I'll go there for you so that you don't have to go there. But then once I let you loose, it wasn't so that you can keep doing what put me there. I didn't set you free so that you could be able to uh, keep doing what put me on that tree. Is anybody hearing me up in here? He set us down to be, he did an exchange with us. It's called the great exchange. That's when he took upon our, our sinlessness, our, our sinfulness, and he gave us his sinlessness. He took upon our unrighteousness and he gave us his righteousness. Now we're supposed to live out righteously. We're supposed to live out in, equitable, in equity to what it is he did. So if he exchanged, and that means we live out where he was living out. Well, how did he live out? He never sinned a day in his life. So what we supposed to do? We supposed to stop sinning so we can now sin, live, and never sin a day in our life. Do you know God has given you the ability to be able to never sin a day in your life? Otherwise, we can't live equitable to, the, to the, what it is he did. God gave you the ability to be able to never sin a day in your life. Turn over to John chapter 2. Because I can see you looking at me too. You're looking like, hold on, what are you talking about? I'm talking about the word, baby. First John chapter 2. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the word of God. I'm bringing it, baby. Straight down the middle. No curves. Praise God. First John chapter 2. Come on, listen to the word of God to me and you. This is written in the first letter of John, praise God, which many people call the epistle. It's called the, 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 the epistle of the fellowship of love. It's the epistle of the fellowship of love. It shows you what happens when we fellowship with God. What happens when we spend time with God like we ought to do? What kind of things become available and what kind of lifestyle should be lived out by me and you? First John chapter 2, it makes an awesome statement. Verse 1 says, my little children, see, he writing to you. These things write unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. That's Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Now, we like to run to verse 2 and read all that, too, in the end of verse 1. And we like to read all that. Praise God. Why is that? Because every time we make a mistake, we say, well, praise God. Jesus Christ is my propitiation. He's my substitute. He went to the cross for me, praise God. And because of that, I don't have to worry about the penalty of sin. That's absolutely true. You don't have to worry about the penalty of sin. That's already been handled for you. Yes, he is your propitiation, your substitute, and went and paid the price for the sin that you used to do and that you're still doing and that you're going to do. He already paid the price for that because he was standing on three time zones when he made that statement, when he said, you are forgiven. Praise God. He was standing on the past, the present, and the future, so he already nailed that down. That's true. Yes, he is your advocate, your lawyer, your Perry Mason, your L.A. Law. Is anybody hearing me up in here? 
already. He already is that. We know that. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He's already one to plead your case on your behalf up in heaven. Praise God. Such a way was he always gets you off the hook and get a not guilty charge done against you, even though you know you did it. Praise God. Yes, he is the one that does that. Praise. He's better than Johnny Crocker. Praise God. Hallelujah. He'll <laughs> get you off the hook even when you did it. Praise God. Amen. Everybody say, thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes, he did do all that. But a lot of us like to run past the most powerful thing that he also gave us to do too. And that's found in verse one. My little children, these things write down to you that ye sin not. See, God's intention is for his sons to never sin. God's intention is for his sons to never sin. Pause and think about that. Never make a mistake a day in your life. To never make another mistake again. To never leave an opening for the devil to come in. To ever have him locked out and be able to live your life in a shout because all the blessings that God has for you will have opportunity to flow to you. You mean I got, I got that opportunity living to be able to live like that too? I don't have to ever say I'm sorry. I blew it. I messed up. I jacked up. I shouldn't have did that. None of that. I ain't got to be running through all that repertoire of stuff that we put together for all our, 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 our multitude of mistakes. I mean, we can put that on, on the chill and, and, and live this thing for real and don't have to do that no more. Yeah, my little children, these things right unto you that ye sin not. God's intention is for his sons to sin, to not sin, to never sin. That's, that's why he says, and if any man sin, and if any man sin, the word if denotes choice. The word if denotes choice. See, we can either choose to sin or we can choose not to sin. We could either choose to make a mistake or choose to live this thing out right. We could either choose to do what God said do or choose to do not or do something other than what God said do. That way we can cut out all this line about, well, you got to understand I failed. No, you didn't fail. You dove. You didn't fall into sin. You dove into sin. You laid yourself down. You purposely turned away from what God said do. You chose to because it said if any man sin, which means you don't have to. Because if it was inevitable, then it couldn't put an if in the middle of it. It would say when any man sin. But he didn't say when, he said if, which means that you don't have to. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. You mean I, I don't have to? You mean I can drop that excuse and I'm just a man? You mean I can drop that excuse where I'm just, you know, I'm new at this? You know, God's still working on me. You mean I can drop this excuse of why I can't? You are a lie. Yes, you can. Excuse me. You're deceived. Yes, you can. See, we can either choose to sin or we can choose not to sin. The choice is ours to make. God said, I put before you the choice of life and death. See, prior to Jesus Christ coming, we didn't have no choice. But now that Jesus Christ done did what he done did, then we can be in a position that we don't. That's shouting ground. That is, if our fellowship is really with God, then our choice should be not to sin. If our love for God is real, then our choice will be to not sin. 
Let me read it out of the Bible in basic English. Verse 2. Maybe it'll be helpful to you. It says, well, verse 1. It says, my little children, I write these things to you so that you may be without sin. So that you may be without sin. The word may means permission. Permission denotes choice. See, the Father has provided us the opportunity to choose to live life without sin. Or to choose to live a life in sin. You know, you can return to your vomit if you want to. You can be able to make a decision to live less of a life than God's got planned for you. It's your choice. Well, the devil may be, no, no, he suggested real hard. But he didn't make you do nothing. He provided opportunity to you. But it was you who did what you do. Didn't do what you're supposed to do. Hmm? See, if denotes that sin doesn't have to happen. If sin is inevitable, as I said, then the word that he would use is when, not if. It would have been like when any man sin, we got an advocate. Because you can't get around it. But no, you can't get around it. Because the exchange has been made to you. God said, I'm giving you my life. Jesus said, I'm giving you my life. See, we keep overlooking that we've got his life. We, we just focus on the fact that we have his righteousness. What about his life? I don't just have his coat. I have him. I got his heart. I got his mind. And if I got his heart and his mind, then I'm going to live out what he lives out. I'm going to be about what he about. Does anybody hear me up in here? Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. I hope you've seen that one of the things that God wants us to do is to increase the intimacy that exists between him and me and you. I hope that you also see that we need to do what we need to do to increase the intimacy between God and me and you like he wants us to do. Otherwise, we'll miss the opportunity of a lifetime to be in an intimate relationship with the most awesome, powerful entity in the universe. That's an opportunity that we definitely don't want to blow. That's why we should do whatever we need to do to be able to learn how to and then do what we learn to do to become more intimate with the God who loves and desires to have an intimate relationship with me and you. That's flat out what I'm going to do. And I hope all of you do the same thing too. If you want to hit a message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassett Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassett Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon. Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange your ride. We also invite all the single, unmarried saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our G2B 
That's how glorified to be uniquely here at Singles Fellowship this evening. It's a monthly single seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio for the single saints here in San Antonio. It's a monthly single seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half your pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the single saints. It's done on the fourth Friday of every month. All the single unmarried saints in San Antonio and surrounding area of all ages come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that will help them to live successfully in their singleness. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until A is a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. So come on through and bring a few single saints with you when you do. You'll be so glad to be, and they will too. And don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers, and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every born-again believer should say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you who've been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email to us, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you who've been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say to all of you from the bottom of our heart, thank you. The Bible says, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. Well, since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you. He's going to do what he said in his word that he's going to do. That is, make sure that you reap what it is that you sow. So, we thank God in advance for all the blessings that we know are coming your way because of your being the blessing that you've been to all of us. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do, that is be a blessing to a blessed people like you. So once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word directly stored for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.